We've got one from Connor Lavelle, and that is Lava Tornado. Lava Tornado. Yeah, he put a sigh before right Sai Lava Tornado. No, it's got a Sai Lava Tornado. Sai Lava Tornado. Yeah. So this has got to be, this has got to be like a world ravaged by climate change, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, um, uh, I want to say Germany's fallen into uh, uh, under the Earth's crust. Yeah. Like under the Alps. Like it's just crunch this under is... it goes and now there is just a huge lake of lava mm. like that sits out in the middle of Europe um, you know uh, Norway's frozen over mm. like, in fact all the Scandinavian countries are completely frozen over mm. um, and, uh, and and France has sunk into the sea it's now at, at Francis um, and uh, so now like, there's like storms all over the globe that sort of thing mm. and like basically I, I think the Netherlands it, yeah. is sat there mm. like f- fucking hell all this shit going on around us we're the only ones safe yeah right so now is it is it the border of the Netherlands yeah it's pretty much stayed safe yeah. and um, they're running out of food and the, apparently there's a haven of food and and like resources yeah in Dubai because they, they've got, like, not many people know this about Dubai. Yeah. But it's got a Black Panther-esque dome. It does, actually, yeah. That keeps all the climate out. Yeah, it does. Um, except in that one game, Spec Ops The Line. Mm. But um, other than that, yeah. And Mission Impossible And Mission Impossible 4. 4. Yeah. Um, Where it's hit by a sandstorm. But it's... It, that's what happens in Spec Ops The Line as well. Really? Oh, yeah. right. It might just be a thing that happens. <laughs> Maybe it just happens in Dubai. Um... So it it doesn't right it doesn't anymore. Mark Ruffalo mm. is is living in the Netherlands, right? Yeah, and he's sort of like uh, he's he's um, a what's he what's he doing? Is he doing? He's he's a farmer in this post-apocalyptic. He's farming cows. He's farming weird sea cows. Weird sea cows. So like. It's basic. All right, we get this shot of yeah. him farming cows. It like the Netherlands is sort of partly submerged underwater, right? By about a foot, right? So these sea cows are just cows, but with their legs underneath the water. Okay, right. So they they, like <laughs> they the, just have fish for feet. They look like they're floating. He's <laughs> got little fish fins for feet. Yeah, yeah. Wriggle little, along. Little f- f- yeah, like, like eels. Yeah. Eels slinking around in that in that in the shadows <laughs> in giant, the shallows. These really long cows that yeah. are sort of flop around like snakes in the water. <laughs> he's, he's farming How did them. that happen, Tom? How did that, that happen? Uh, climate change. Climate, he's, how uh, did climate change make that happen? It's a hard sci-fi. Uh, Just say radiation, get it on with Yep, yeah, yeah, radiation yep. Does, does that. Um, so... Uh, he's he's like what they've got this dome and he's he 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 uh, God what is a farmer gonna know about this shit like well, this is this is when someone turns up like and go and tells them about the world outside the Netherlands oh right they they don't know about the world outside the Netherlands yeah okay. yeah like they, they know everything's gone to shit yeah um and so like the, he needs to get food for his family right Ruffalo but not these cows well yeah and the cows as well I guess I mean no I mean like he couldn't just use the cows for food oh no you can't eat them oh right what do they do because they're giant mutated snake cows right they're there to 
What are your what are your image? What's your image of these cows? Because mine is that their feet, instead of just being hooves, mm. are just eels. Like they 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 stretch forward and back as a foot, but that just like so the the, the cows aren't moving their legs at all. They're just zo- zooping around like with straight legs. Mine my image is an anaconda, right? With the skin of you know like white and black blotches, right? With the face of a cow, yeah, no legs. Just the size of an anaconda, <laughs> the skin of a cow and a cow's face. I, I like mine one better. Fair. Well, I mean, it doesn't really matter. They're I just like mine one better. At this no, point. They're, they're, they're going to come in incredibly uh, important in this are film. They? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. what's going to happen is that he's going to have to ride them towards Dubai. Okay, fair enough. All right. That's fine. Yeah, they've got little, little flappy things. <laughs> yeah. So him and his best buddy, Sai. Of Gangnam style, of fame. Gangnam style fame. Yeah, yeah. He that uh, they have to save their families, right? Uh, by going to Dubai, the the big so they they, they they hear. There's everyone hears that there's a an impending like massive another uh, apocalyptic event coming up, <gasps> right? No, no, so not everyone's to get food. They need to get the technology from Dubai, right? They need to they need to learn how to build a dome. A climate dome. So they, we're talking post-apocalyptic, right? Yeah. So so they get this, like... They find this leaflet. Sai, who is like a... Uh, who's been ranging around. Mm. He's been digging through a, a library or something. He's like an Indiana Jones yeah. figure. Uh, well, I think maybe he's just like... He's a scavenger, right? Yeah. And he finds this leaflet that's like... Um, uh, Look, Dubai's got a dome that protects this for protection from sandstorms and all other yeah. um, climate climate business. disasters. Yeah, yeah. and they're, uh, and uh, they're like, whoa, we could really do with that um, because in in the meantime, like, here comes a, a fucking enormous tornado. <laughs> Crossing uh, crossing over past Germany, and they're just like, yeah. Honestly, for you about to say, here comes Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> Why? Would that's I say what that? they name the. That's what they, no, no one knows what a tornado is called. Oh yeah, anymore. here comes a Honey Boo Boo, <laughs> and it just and it just like it's zooming across it, over past France, mm. and it's just coming in onto the onto the land, just barely misses the Netherlands. They batten down the hatches, mm. like oh, we've got to do something about this. So, again, that's so close, and. I lost a couple of my of my eel cows mm. um, to the lava tornado. Yeah, uh, yeah. and they're just like <sighs> next lava one, tornado again. Next one could destroy the yeah. town. We need to get this dome. Yeah. So I'm thinking the rest of the film is just their journey across Europe and into Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Being followed <laughs> by a lava tornado. <laughs> It's got a face on. Yeah. It's Brendan Fraser. Yeah, Brendan Fraser's like, hey, I'm coming. <laughs> they, they, every time they camp, they could see it over the horizon. It's like, I'm coming. I think we have we have Brendan Fraser play the play the, the lava tornado, but it's not like, because um, it's picked up this lava as it's crossed Germany. Yeah. Um, uh, they, it's it's only in only in his dreams, only in Mark Ruffalo's dreams. So it's Brendan yeah, Fraser's face. Yeah. face. So he's like, "I'm coming aboard, you. I'm coming." 
I'm coming. What's this film really about, though? Because I've got the feeling it's, it's... about the friendship between Sai and Mark Ruffalo. Fair enough. Um, and the the lengths they'll go to 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 help each help protect their families back at home. Uh, okay, so kind of like a, a kind of climbing a mountain film. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a um, uh, that's a genre we've not done yet. Climbing a mountain film. Yeah. I think there's a reason. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's this relationship between these two guys. Um, and I think at some point, while they're in Dubai, mm. they see... Because Dubai still has some semblance of like mapping and GPS stuff and stuff. There's like satellites that are still functional over there. Mm. They get to Dubai and they realise that a lava tornado has just cut its way right through mm. uh, the Netherlands. Mm. It's now the Netherlanders. There's two of them now. It's, it's the Neverland. This the Neverland. Never, you'll never have land again. Oh God. Yeah, and uh, I don't know what they do then. Um. Well, they get back and the tornadoes destroyed the Netherlands. Yeah, and that the, the end of the film. And then they kiss. Yeah. Yeah, they, they kiss. Of course, they, of course they kiss. Yeah, because um, they, they've 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 grown to love each other over yeah. the time. What? Spent in Saudi Arabia. What do they find in Dubai? What's it like? Um, it's just like Dubai from now. Yeah. Everyone's except, gambling, probably. Except everyone's on fire. Oh. And no one questions it. Everyone's just sort of mutated. Yeah, from the radiation from fire. the dome. Everyone's like, <laughs> the, dome, everyone... the dome extracted its terrible price, which is yeah. everyone inside has been irradiated to the point where they set on fire and don't feel it. Yeah, they're on fire. Like It's like the human torch. They're right. just on fire, but not really affected them. That's that's what happens in Dubai. Right? Yeah. There you go, then. There we go. That's uh, lava tornado. <laughs> Snow. Sigh, lava tornado. Oh, yeah, sigh. <laughs> They've got to be apathetic about it. <laughs> I honestly thought you went sigh, as in sigh is in this yeah. one. Sigh, he lava is. tornado. He is. He is in this one. Okay, thanks, it's, Connor. It's the double meaning. Thanks, Connor, for that one. Okay, so from Alex Not Safe Work Keen, we've got When the Levy Broke. When the Levy Broke. Levies. Yeah. Are used in rivers to. It's like a. It's like a. It's stop like a. Stop. Yeah. Wedding. A false. Not a false. A, a man-made embankment. Yes. To 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 stop, um the the um like the the rivers, over over overflowing and flooding all their water, all their tasty tasty delicious water out into the streets. Mm. Um, and I think. We go a little bit kind of. Hmm. Okay. So you know how New Orleans flooded, and it was because a seawall <laughs> broke, right? Was it? Yeah. I thought it was a hurricane. Yeah, it was, but the, oh, it broke a oh, seawall. Oh, broke the seawall. Oh, and, cool. and the sea came in. Yeah. Because New Orleans is below sea level. Yeah, yeah. And the only thing stopping the sea coming in is a seawall, sea right? I think they shouldn't have built it below sea level. I mean, you would Not think that, lie. yeah. yeah. They drained a swamp, yeah. you know, like like Trump wants to continue doing. And yeah. Look how that turned out. Yeah. So anyway, uh, sorry to get political, everyone. I just yeah. don't. I just don't think Trump should drain any swamps. I think it's dangerous. Yeah. Because you know you don't want all your people living in Super, I mean, super Bowl stadiums. Look at those stadiums. swamps, though. They're disgusting. They got all alligators in them and stuff. I mean, look at all that land. If you just drain it, 
right? You could build so much. You could build a bank on there. You could build a school. But, like, what? What about the alligators? They don't need schools. They need swamp. They do need schools. Alligator schools. Yeah. All right. I would be in favour of draining a swamp as a test to see if alligators want to be in schools. Yeah. No, I'd do that. All right. One swamp and we do it as a test to see. Right, I am not in favour of the sweeping changes that Trump seems to want to make to 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 drain all those swamps. I'm and build completely a behind him in this one. Yeah, I think we should we need to educate the alligators. How many alligators do you think can point to the USA on a map of the world? Well, we don't know. That's why these spurious allegations about the alligators are 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 just that. Hmm. Allegations. You can't. You can't tell whether whether uh, alligators can point to anything on a map because we haven't given them a little map. We haven't given them, we haven't given them education either. That's true. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, drain the swamp. One swamp. Test case. Fine. Drain a swamp. Yeah. Build an alligator school. Research. Yeah. Whether or not alligators need the education. So they might just be happy in the swamp. No, no one's happy in a swamp. Alligators especially. Well, Trump also says that Hillary lives in the swamp as well. Well, yeah. I think he, he, he says... Who's, who he the says, fuck is going to teach these alligators if not Hillary Clinton? Well, she's very very clever. I think she's some sort of like educated swamp witch, maybe. Mm. I don't really understand American politics, Tom. No. Um, we get Hillary Clinton and Hillary Duff... Yeah? ...as... The Hillary's. Yeah. Right. From that Disney TV show. The Hillary's. The Hillary's, yeah. Right. Duff and Clinton. Yeah. The gritty reboot that they brought out. Yeah. Duff and Clinton. Duff and Clinton. Where they're cops looking to make ends meet on the mean streets of post-apocalyptic Detroit. Cops are looking to make ends meet. They don't pay cops a salary. No. Not in post-apocalyptic Detroit. Okay. There's robots going around. When the levee breaks. When the levee breaks. Or broke. Yeah. Break, broke? What is it? When the levee broke. When the levee broke. Okay. We need to... We need to educate alligators. Right. So, um, this is a a, a story... start again. (laughs) (laughs) I can go in the deleted scenes. Um... This is a story, when the levee broke, is a story about, you know how, uh, like, New Orleans is below sea level. Mm. It's about a town that's below sea level, but it's got, like, um, uh, a, a river above it and stuff. So there's there's, there's a potential, not a town. This town, this oh, fictitious right. town. Oh, okay, well, I thought you said New Orleans is no, a no, river like, above I'm it. just saying, like, you know, like New Orleans is yeah. below sea level. Well, this town of Glarp. Um, <laughs> is <laughs> what was the name of the town again? Glarp. Is it a fantasy uh, <laughs> fantasy town now? <laughs> well, it can be if you want, but Glarp, uh, Minnesota. Glarp, Minnesota. Yeah, it's got a river above it. Mm. Okay, and only there's an engineer who's like, right, that's dangerous because if if the if it floods, it's gonna break the seawall 
and then the the whole sea will come into Glarp. <laughs> yeah. The whole sea. The whole, sea. the whole sea will be drained. Yeah, there's a big hole in the middle of Glarp. <laughs> that can fit a whole sea in it. That's the thing about Glarp, it's got a bottomless hole. <laughs> that if the sea goes... Right, that's like... <laughs> climate change, right? Worried about sea levels rising. This is a Lovecraftian... The moment... Cli-fi story. The moment... The moment the sea gets into Glarp, it goes down the hole. The whole... Well, actually, forget forget the sea, right? Rivers, Mm -hmm. they never stop, do they? You ever seen a river stop? Run out of water? No, I didn't think so. No. Right? So... Then again, Wait. I don't get out much, so... <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, well, I, I've, I've seen a lot of rivers. Hmm. And I, I'll tell you one thing I've never seen them do. And that is stop. <clears throat> they always seem to have more, more water from somewhere. Hmm. Okay. And um, in the town of Glarp, right, it's a very, very old town. Hmm. Founded in Minnesota in the... Whenever America was born. Um... <clears throat> And you should know, Mr. Hamilton. Seventeen twelve Um You just like the music, don't you? Yeah. You little you little shit. So seventeen seventy six the uh the the Declaration of Independence Yeah um was done. And at the time a little the little colony of 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 folks in uh in Minnesota Oh boy, they were dealing with some stuff, but it was so secluded this town of Glarp that they um, how many A's? Uh, four, <laughs> four A's. Okay. Glarp, Glarp. Um, so Simon Pegg. Yeah, with, it starts with a flashback, right? Of um, uh, it's Nick Frost is is uh, kind of it's, it's storming, mm. and uh, uh, he's got like a. a Period appropriate clothing for 1776. Yeah. And uh, he's like, uh, got, a, got a torch in one hand and he brushes a lot of water out of his brow. Mm. Um, uh, kind of because it's, it's raining hard. And he's he's putting, the, his hands are muddy and he's putting the finishing touches to this. He, he, he turns to, to, to his compatriot, uh, played by um, uh, Peter Serafinowicz and mm. um, uh, uh, best known for... Uh, being the voice of Darth Maul, um, and uh, he says, "He says, I think we're done. I think, I think we've done it. We finally finished the done what? We finally finished the levy. <laughs> now, the this place will be safe from what's in that hole." <laughs> What's in the hole? Well, we don't find out until the end of the film. Well, we don't find. Well, I mean, because it's Lovecraftian. Yeah. I'm assuming it's, that it's H.P. Mind... Lovecraft. Yeah. It's H.P. <laughs> yeah. Is he just hiding? Yeah. Is that is that where he's yeah, hiding? He's drinking all the water with his with his racism yeah. and and terror. We'll finally everything. be safe from what's in that hole, yeah. right? Um, he's like, I just hope. Hope it can hold up to to what the world has to throw at it <laughs> with this changeable climate. Yeah. Anyway, cut to modern day. Yeah. 
And Simon Pegg is um, working for a, a construction company. Mm. And he's like looking at the plans and he's like, oh man, well there's this, uh, his, his boss, he's in a meeting with his bosses. Mm. Um, and his bosses are like, you know what, Pegg? I hate that river. I want to build houses on it. So they drain the river. They, 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 essentially, they're, they're gearing up to break the, the, the river and divert it into the bowl of the city where the, where the hole is. Why? Because they want to build on the place where the river's going currently. They're destroying a lot of buildings. What? Destroying a lot of buildings. Not the buildings, just, you know, river <laughs> bits. So they, they go divert it towards the city. To flow into the city, into the middle of the city. Yeah, the city basically shaped like a giant plug hole. Yeah, and um, of course. yeah, uh, and um, so Sam Pegg's looking at all these plans, and he's like, "Oh no, oh no!" He's like, he looks at the the, the kind of plans of of Sam uh, of, of Nick Frost back in seventeen seventy six. Yeah, that's and- gonna wake up the Elder God. And it, it, it seems mad, all this stuff, but he said it, it makes reference to sort of um, this this hole in the city. And Simon Pig's like, there's no hole in the city. What's he talking about? So he goes, he goes into town and he's looking at all these things. And, and as he's going into the, the library of records mm. in Glarp, Minnesota, he, uh, he uh, realizes that someone's following him. Right, because he's he's gone around asking about a hole in the city, in the city, and he realizes that someone's following him, and he he like tries to lose them by leaving the leaving the library. He picks up the the, the document he he has, but he doesn't have a chance to look at it. Mm. Um, and as he's as he's leaving, someone like jumps on him and uh, tackles him to the ground. Surprise! Yeah, that's what the guy says. He yeah. goes, "Boo, boo!" <laughs> yeah, who is it? It's uh, Vincent Price. It's Vincent Price playing uh, Lovecraft. Surprise! <laughs> it's me, v- Lovecraft. Boo, boo. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, so, what does what does Lovecraft want? I don't want you to put the river into the blood hole. Because <laughs> then the sea monsters will appear. The sea monsters? Yeah, the sea monsters. The okay. sea monsters down that plug hole. Okay, so HP Lovecraft's like, don't do it, right? So we've established that he's now a compatriot of Simon Pegg's going to be with us for the rest of the film. Yeah. So, um... Uh, he looks at these things and, it's, and, he, and he's telling the truth, mm. right? Underneath... Um, the big business towers uh, where his bosses work mm. is a big giant hole and he's like I wondered why there were all those extra buttons on the under in the basement floors of the lift <laughs> the executive lift it just keeps going down yeah so it just it's just opens <laughs> I up. wondered why I wondered but never really followed it up <laughs> Why the why the why the floors started just being called by various runes <laughs> as you get further and further down? They still glow. It's it's weird, <laughs> but they don't. They're not powered. Yeah. Uh, so I guess they go down there. Mm. Um, they're scared off by something, probably like a sea monster or whatever. Um. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Says Simon Pegg. 
<laughs> oh no sea monsters <laughs> and um and but in the meantime while I've been going through there someone's already demolishing the levee oh my god yep the, so they're trapped down there with the sea monsters and the water's coming up I think in much Lovecraftian fashion the sea monsters get released everyone dies pretty much yeah they all they all scramble out of this this plug hole Glarp Minnesota yep is no more it's like these these monsters look like the Loch Ness monster except with spider legs mm, with a shark with a shark <laughs> with a shark yeah they've got yeah, a shark they just got a shark each yeah. <laughs> to hit people with yeah yeah, yeah they're just flinging around like baseball bats <laughs> okay We've got a shark, uh, <laughs> each one of them called uh, Jimmy. Jimmy the shark. Jimmy the sharks, yeah. Right. Well, that's the end of that film. Yeah. Everyone dies. The day the levee broke. Yep. <laughs> one, uh, one of the lesser known Necronomicon entries. <laughs> <laughs> and the first one they had was the film successfully, so yeah, I don't know yeah, what... Yeah. Uh, I know, yeah, it's a five stars Empire yeah, magazine. Yeah, yeah, it did well. It did well in the cinemas. Yeah. <laughs> Beat uh, Titanic. Beat um, Antsman. Antsman? Yeah. It had it's a yeah. secret. Uh, have you seen the Antsman? The Antsman? Antsman, yeah. Um, it's about um, it's a secret organization of spies who um, can shrink um, to be tiny um, and have to pull off a heist. Um, it's uh, they all wear suits and say talk about manners a lot. The Antsman. I'm trying to figure out whether this is a real film or not. The Antsman. Yeah, they say manners maketh man, and then they go tiny in 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 a little suit. <laughs> right, right. Who's in it? Um. Oh. Uh, no, this isn't a real film because you had to think about it. It's not real. Is it? What are you talking about? You're lying. I always have to try and remember oh, people's yeah, names. Who's it got in it? Man? Paul Rudd. Paul, oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, that guy out of Bridget Jones' Diony. Diony? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bridget, Bridget Jones', Jones Diony. Bridget Jones, she owns a diner. Yeah. Bridget but, Jones' Diony. She, she owns a diner, but she doesn't know how to spell. Yeah. Bridget Jones' Diony. Yeah. What's his name? What, from Bridget Jones' Diony? Yeah. I don't know. I've not seen Bridget Jones' Diny. All right. Uh, one of the. I'm gonna. Ones. I'm gonna guess. Colin Firth probably. Colin Firth. That's the one. Yeah. Um. It's got him, Paul Rudd. Um. Uh, some other blokes. Michael Douglas. Who? Michael Douglas. I don't know. Jeff Lawrence. Probably. Um. I don't know who that is, but that's. Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's got Hitchcock in it. Yeah. The yeah. Blue Man Group. Definitely. Yeah. Vanessa Feltz makes an appearance. Yeah. Cameo. Um, yeah, the 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 Antsman. Steve Nix. Isn't it as well? Yeah. From Fleetwood Mac fame. And Steve Buscemi. Yep. Of Fleetwood Mac fame. And Stevie McQueen. Uh, of Fleetwood Mac fame. <laughs> <laughs> Basil Brush is in it also. Don't be stupid. He's a fox. <laughs> yeah. 
Foxes can act as well. I don't believe you. And tell jokes. Don't be stupid. Don't be absolutely... What a, what a stupid thing to say, Tom. That's what I've been doing all day, Matt. What? Saying stupid things. Well, I don't know about that. I've been deadly serious right Making the, the listeners laugh. Making who? Making the listeners laugh. There's a whole bunch of people, Matt, with us speaking in their earphones. I don't believe you. I've noticed I mumble quite a bit, so I might have to just do a little little vocal exercise. Beer noses, 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 geonosis, geonosis. That's the planet that is in Star Wars: Attack of the Clones. The planet. That is in Star Wars Attack of the Clones with the big roly wheel boys. Oh, yeah, the big roly wheel boys. Yep, the big roly wheel boys. Big roly wheel boys. Most impractical tanks in the world. (laughs) But they make good toys. Yeah, but they do. Yeah. What's the point of them, though? Toys. <laughs> that's the point of them. That's the point of most of Revenge of the Sith. Racers, that's the point of, yep. Everything. Uh, the pod, the pod racers are bloody good, though, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, pod racers are all right. Just strap two jet engines to the front of a thing. <laughs> make it go. Yeah, make it go. I was like, for a second, I was like, I wonder if a pod racer would work in real life. No, no, it wouldn't. No. Why? No. Why, Tom? <laughs> why? This is this is exactly the conversation I had in my head for five seconds. <laughs> no, you'd immediately die. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't get off the ground. Yeah, you'd just like... get dragged along the floor. <laughs> Not even that. I don't think it would move. <laughs> it would just be you sat in this little pod with two jet engines going at full, full pelt. <laughs> you don't think the jet engines would move? Wired up. Yeah. I don't think the jet engines would move. I think it's a fantasy sci-fi uh, concept that would never work. <laughs> the jet engine. Yeah. They do provide some propulsion on their own. Do they? And they would work. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah. Otherwise, what do you think planes fly with? Wings. <laughs> yeah, but the wings don't... The wings keep them up. The problem with a jet engine on its own is it just doesn't have any way of, like, moving. As in changing direction of anything. Put wings on it. you got a plane. So what you want is a pod racer that's, that's like a plane slide. What we end up with here <laughs> is the Red Bull X-Fires. It's, it's a plane That's sleigh, a, is what you're, what you're saying. Yeah, you want. Yeah. Is instead of huskies, you have. I want wings. I want an open top pod yeah. attached to this 747. <laughs> <laughs> Two 747s flying with an open top pod. Someone sat in it, yeah. attached with rubber bands or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, whatever happens in episode one. Yeah. Sat there on, on the runway. As they both take off. Yep. Race. Race them. <laughs> race them. Race them good. Yeah. Two 747s. Me sat there in this little... Tiny one-man buggy. Yeah. I mean, uh, but by the time I've bought two 747s, I don't think I'll have enough money for... And, and all the elastic bands it will need to to hold me in place. I think by that, by that point, it'd just be me in a dustbin <laughs> sat... <laughs> 
<laughs> elastic bands holding me to these two a little dustbin with a hole inside yeah inside to these two planes <laughs> <laughs> yep screaming at the top of my lungs <laughs> this is pod racing <laughs> you reckon there's a bit right so you know do pod racers like sit on the floor when they're stationary they do don't they yes yeah when they're not I don't know when they're not turned on when they've been worked on and stuff yeah. the pod racers are just sort of there aren't lying they lying on the floor yeah right and when he turns them on they float they float but but like they're all they can like hover can't they can they hover I'm I'm thinking of like in, in the little thing where it's it's working it's working he turns the engines on yeah and nothing really happens he just sort of he's sat there still the yeah. pod is still on the floor yeah but then in the lineup, all the pods are floating, the engines aren't on. So I don't know what's going on. Well, maybe the engines are on, but not. I don't know. Going. I... They're not throttling. This is, this is way too worrying. Uh, yeah, in the lineup there, yeah. Because what I was thinking is, like, is there a bit where you've got to turn the engine on and it starts dragging you forward? And for a little while, for maybe a couple of seconds, you're just like little pod on the bottom that's just like scraping against the sand you're just kind of water skiing or sand skiing for a bit yeah and then uh, in my little dustbin in your little dustbin with a hole in the side yeah legs sticking out (laughs) and it's working it's working yeah this is pod racing yeah this is pod racing it's two 747s and a dustbin yep because I can't afford a pod not Uh, after you bought the two 747s yeah yeah. All the money spent on the two planes. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's Holding the only way you can up. do it, really. You only need, like... You only technically need, like, two halves of a plane. Because they've got two I mean, engines each. I, I don't understand how it would fly, then. Because you need wings. Then it would just be a dustbin attached to one 747. Yeah. Which would look ridiculous. <laughs> it would look ridiculous, you're right. Yeah, yeah, never mind. It needs to be two two full planes. Two four full planes. You'd have to have quite quite long elastic bands. I mean I, I mean I've, I've budgeted for this. It's quite I think okay. I think I, I'm gonna say two hundred elastic bands okay. would suffice, I think. Probably get that for about, you know. But yeah, no, I, I think the seven four sevens yeah. is where I've spent my money. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like you don't have a great deal left after after um, after the seven four sevens. No, I mean one of them I'm renting, and I bought one. The other one I'm renting because I can't afford another one. Yeah, I'm renting it for the day. Yeah, man. And then hopefully the winnings on the pod race will pay for pay for the other one. <laughs> And who are you racing against? Sebulba. Sebulba. Yeah, clearly. Has he uh, got a normal pod racer like made of space engines? No, he's he's also got two Boeings and a yeah bin. Two Boeings and a bin. Yeah. Yeah. But like the the thing, I, I made a deal with Watto as well. Yeah. Beforehand, if I win, I'm not a slave no more. Well, the thing is, become Watto a Jedi. Is that it's, it's lucky that he only takes money. Credits don't work. Yeah, because um, 
where the fuck are we going to get credits? Where the fuck are we going to get Galactic Republic credits? Because I've never been to Naboo. Me neither. I mean, you don't really need to go to Naboo. You just need to go to Coruscant to get them. Oh, do you? I'm not sure the exchange... The pound is so low. In in, in the exchange rate for, for Galactic credits? Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine, actually. Mm. It, that's why I had to buy the Boeings on... Earth. Yeah. Can't buy the Boeings on Naboo, can I? No, well, they don't have any. They've got one. Do they? Yeah. Because they paint it, paint it yellow and, and chop some of the wings off. Yeah. All oh, right. No, no, they're, they're, it's, it's a full-on Boeing. It's, it's just sort of like, oh, yeah, we'll use this to fly. Probably better than... Uh, Have you ever heard of Virgin Galactic? Probably, probably better than going uh, through the the core of the planet. Oh right? yeah, well, Dodoy, yeah, no, you're trying you, to take a bloody submarine. You don't want to go through the planet core, yeah, because it's got a lot of fish monsters, as seen in the film Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Yeah, it's got a lot of fish monsters, and yeah. like also, who goes through a planet core? Superman. I mean, yeah, but he can withstand the molten stuff. I didn't see any molten down there. Just water. Does that mean Naboo's dead? It's water and rock. A dead planet. I mean, it looks very much alive to me. I thought that planets like needed volcanic activity to sort of continue. Keep getting nitrates out into the. Uh... That was then. Yeah. A long time ago. Right. This is now. Yeah. Rules have changed. Since since then. Yeah, since then. Okay. In your old career as a pod race pilot. My very new career as a pod race pilot. Wait, I thought you said that was then. But the 747's outside. Okay. So it is. Both of them. And my dustbin. I, I don't know how I'm going to... I think I, I could... To be honest, I did notice the dustbin as we walked in. Yeah. So I, I, I'm just going to tug I'm on. Assume the rest of this is true. I'm just going to tug on the elastic bands. Okay. And go yeah, and then the yeah. engines will presumably turn on in the Boeing. I think. Or so. have you got the elastic bands tied to the necks of pilots? Yeah. So that you can go yeah, and then the pilots will go oh, better start. Yeah, better start. I mean, they're not paid. No, well, well, you don't pay your huskies. You just feed them. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I'm just yeah throwing raw meat in the windows. It's a plane sleigh or a pod racer, as we call it. Yeah, I'm throwing raw meat in the cockpits of these Boeing's. Right. Well, yeah, um, you, that's that's the only thing they eat. I think. Mm. Pilots keeps the rich rich in iron. Mm. Um, keep them on their on their game. Um. It's interesting, uh, like that you have two two fully trained pilots, airline pilots, yeah. commercial airline pilots with the hats and everything, mm. um, and there. But you're seen as the, the person who's driving, uh. driving this pod racer. Mm. You know, you know how much flight training I've done for this, Matt. How much? A day. A day. They said you were too good. No, oh, because stop. Get get in that dustbin, you. Young ragamuffin. Is that what they said? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
don't know who they are, but no, who are, yeah, they were who, just like... What's the nature of they? The people who own the airport. Oh, right. They said, get in the dustbin, you young rag- ragamuffin. Yeah. Which we assume means too good. Yeah. There you go. Good luck in the race. Yeah, thanks. Don't need it, but thanks. No, you, well, you've got two commercial airline pilots. Yeah. And two very expensive Boeing 747s. I'll beat Sebulba. Yeah? Yeah. Not not be a slave no more. What if he um, pulls a extraneous-looking knob off the side of your Boeing? That's the thing about Boeing. There's no, there's no. That's where that's where Anakin fell flat. Got no extraneous knobs on Boeings. No. No, no. You ever, you ever seen a Boeing, Matt? You ever seen a plane? Uh, I can't say I have. No, no extraneous. Sort of dustbin on the way in, but I didn't see any of the rest of it. No extraneous knobs. No extraneous knobs whatsoever. Yeah, that's um, their catchphrase. Not even like a radio antenna. That's, that's Boeing's catchphrase. No extraneous <laughs> no knobs. Extraneous knobs. <laughs> Brackets, except the pilots. Yeah. What if he steals a pilot? What if he knocks a pilot off? With, well, his, with, his, with his foot hands. I've given them both daggers. What if he walks up with his foot hands and starts strangling him? I've given them both daggers and a gun. All right. And a pool cue. So what you're what you're, what you're hoping is that your these these sub slaves mm. these. They're not. Don't use Air that word. Pilot. What? Subslave? No, they're pilots. Well, you're sort of. You're not paying them. And you. I'm paying them in meat. <laughs> in in that, raw meat. Is that all they need? Husky meat, yeah. Yeah. It's meat of huskies. Yeah. It's dog meat. It makes them go faster, yeah. Yeah. Well, I can imagine. Giving them, giving them dog. Wolf meat. Good muscle. They're, they're full of adrenaline. Helps them fly better. Yeah, I imagine. I've got One to, can only imagine. I've got, to, I've got to go beat the pod race, haven't I? You've got to do that, yeah. Yeah. If you want to not be a slave no more. That's what I've got to do. Well, don't want to be what a slave. Well, they're all, they're all trained. I mean, they've all, like... They've like when if Sebulba turns up, yeah. they know how to fight. How do you think right. I picked them? Right, you fighting pits or something? Yeah, yeah, like like those were the two survivors. Right, so you had like an airline pilot sort of battle royale. Yeah, yeah. Fortnite battle royale. No, no, no. I, 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 I well, I, I hired a person to get them. He was said it, these. That, it was the players. It was players and knowns, wasn't it? These are definitely pilots. Yeah. Right, he said. Yeah. He had a kind of Jason Statham look yeah, about said, him. He said, he, he he, said my, name's, are, my name's Players Unknowns. These are definitely pilots, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, like, they were all in cages, and I said, right, here's knives, have at it. Right. The two left get to pilot my pods. Right. And and they did. And now they do. And now I'm a pod racer. It's a long road. Yeah. I didn't really appreciate how much effort like someone like Anakin might have to go to in the film Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace. It's a good scene. Um 
to to really get where he already was. I didn't. I came into it thinking, "Was this Anakin kid's got no backstory? What's going on?" Oh no, he 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 built his pod racer out of metal bits and stuff. Right. Like, I he, he was on Tatooine, so he had all that stuff. All that scrap. I'm talking about if I built a pod racer mm. on Earth, how would I do it? So, is Saboba on Earth? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Let's, let's go for that. Where are yeah. you, you going to race him? Kent. Kent. <laughs> yeah. If you think of the film 2012. That's climate fiction in a way. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of climate fiction, right? If you think of the film The Core... That's climate fiction. Also, in a kind way. of climate fiction yeah. in a way. Can I think of anything else? I think we're thinking of just natural disaster movies. Yeah, I suppose. Because so, yeah. the core isn't climate. Yeah. And neither is 2012, really. But, like, also, Actually, no, 2012's got quite a lot of climate yeah. in it. Yeah. What do you do with climate fiction? Like, I've never read any books on it. Have you? No. <laughs> I've never read a book, man. So. so it's like climate change is ch- making changes to it's it's almost inherently hard sci-fi. Mm. It's a subgenre of disaster movie, definitely. Yeah. Um, or no, because I, I think like Mad Max is also yeah, you're right. Actually, yeah. In a, or Mad Max Fury Road, definitely, definitely climate fiction. Yeah, because all the changes there are stuff you might expect, probably not, but it's it's a it's a, it's a blown up version of what you might expect if there was no uh, it was, if it was difficult to get gasoline and almost impossible to get water. Yeah, and mm. and the climate affects how people react. How did Mad Max World lose all its water? Um, heat. Yeah? Yeah. Hot stuff. Just got hotter. Yeah, I think, well, the nuclear radiation and stuff, and stuff. I don't know, it's all very vague. Yeah. Because the first Mad Max is, like, sort of, not even, it's pre-apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, Second Mad Max, kind of post-apocalypse. Yeah. And then the third one is definitely, like... We're in the shit here, guys. Yeah, somebody's got to shovel it. Yeah, there's a Thunderdome. Yeah, there's a Thunderdome. That was where it really took the... the it to the nth degree, right? Like, Thunderdome, thunder, climate fiction. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's, that's what, you know what? Out of all the reasons, that's the best reason for it to be called climate fiction. <laughs> I think uh, climate fiction, I think, is when the weather and the climate affect the story yeah yeah it's not a it's not a it's not a human threat mm. as such there can be human threats in it but they have to be explained that's why i said it, it's got a hard sci-fi element to it mm. um they have to be explained by the, the environment that earth is mm. um which well, the, is the martian is also kind of climate fiction in a way so he's he's learning to survive on mars with yeah. that climate there there are elements of climate fiction in there I think I think sometimes I think climate, climate fiction may be a little bit of a fourth genre. Yeah, I think it's a topic. It's got it's got messages. I think climate fiction is only coming out uh, like after it, it's impossible to do 
before climate change was a thing. Well, sure, I agree. But mm. um, I do think largely it has been kind of like, you know, people make these sweeping kind of like generalizations. Like you didn't see X until September the 11th happened. And then you started seeing a serious change in the way films were made or whatever, right? I've constantly said that on this yeah. podcast, but also it's true. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> but... That's that's as that's as may be. Yeah. When you know something captures the anima- imagination of the world, or like really just changes the way we think about things. Yeah. I don't think that's happened for climate change. How so? I don't. I feel like the only things I've been seeing have mm. been like, um, oh, it's in the news a lot. Let's get on that bandwagon before it happens. Like, no one's actually come to the fore with something that's genuinely thoughtful um, about climate change. Like, Mad Max was a thing long before oh, yeah, we yeah. started hearing about climate change. That's the o- only really inspired cli-fi sort of thing mm. I've come across that really hit home. Um, um, Death to Tomorrow. Like, that's, that's the one film that comes to mind with climate fiction because it is about the climate changing which ridiculously I, I, it, rapidly. It felt gimmicky to me. Yeah. Like, it felt like a, you know, oh, it's a disaster movie, but climate change, everyone's (laughs) like, it could happen. Uh, An Inconvenient Truth, also climate fiction. Mm. Uh, That humans have no bearing on the change of the climate. We're not doing it. It's just a natural thing that happens. Mm. Despite all the evidence, I still believe that. (laughs) I'm only joking, listeners. I just... I know that we're ruining the planet. I think we're making it better. <laughs> Feeling hot, hot, hot. We're making it into a paradise. Like Vladimir Putin said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Who? I've got to say it funny so I don't get assassinated. <laughs> yeah. Like Vladimir Putin said. <laughs> okay. Um, Russia is a cold place. Did he say that? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is that a quote? Yeah. Russia is a cold place. About, of climate change, yeah. or of global warming, as they were calling it at the time. Mm. He did actually say that, yeah. Well, as Belinda Carlisle said, Russia is a place on Earth. Is that what she said? Yeah, yeah, that's what she said. Uh, weird mood. Anyway, it's... Uh, <laughs> climate, climate fiction is... Well, I think narrow it down we've got the weather affecting how people how the characters react yeah and i think you can you can bake scarcity into that sort mm. of thing right you can sort of say okay here's oh no we're running out of trees and oxygen and stuff mm. like the the fundamental things that we we rely on from the earth mm. you can play around with um, that not being there anymore or at least being more difficult to acquire or uh, being in the hands of specific people you know you could even say you know you could bake um, oil wars into cli-fi almost mm. you know if like the west is, or everywhere but one country has run out of oil or whatever you know it's you, you've got that sort of environment that's more like cause it's not it's not based on climate though no like, but um, uh, I, but yes it is it, it is based on climate mm. climate is the world around us right mm. the, the the truth of the the world around us mm. uh 
natural resources, things we rely on, changing. Is that all climate? I think you could. It, it, it comes under the same. It comes under the same umbrella. But like, what, what, oh, Twister as well is a good example of a climate. Yeah, I mean, kinda. Well, yeah. Just, I mean, if you want to go, like, I'm, I'm trying to pick out an actual genre from here. Yeah, yeah. If you want to take it from bare bones, like, is it, do, is it what it sounds like? Yeah. Then, yeah, yeah, sure. Twister's a thing. Like, uh, oh, uh, was it Sharknado? But Twister, yeah, is about obsession, right? It's like it's about, oh yeah, it's about storm chasers. Mm. Um, it's about a guy whose family's bad for him. Uh, well, yeah, because he, he's, 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 he's family behind. Yeah, he's chasing tornadoes and he's leaving his family out of it. Yeah. He's getting a divorce. Yeah, I forgot about that. Wow, you remember Twister a lot more than I do. Jesus. I think I think it's only because we've talked about Twister before. Really? Yeah. I can't remember that at all. Okay. That's hilarious. <laughs> I, I can't remember ever talking Is about Twister. Is that what happens Twister in Twister? You. Yeah. Okay, are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Bill, Bill Paxton's going through a divorce because yeah. he keeps chasing tornadoes. Yeah. That's right. Should that's I a... divorce or should I just keep chasing tornadoes? <laughs> it's that film, like, does not get the credit it deserves. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, this is what I mean, though, because tornadoes are the selling point of that, right? Yeah. But it's not really what it's about. I've watched a lot of films, right, where people are going through divorce yeah right and it's like kitchen sink drama and it's like oh it's about them as characters right what twister does is go right we've got that <laughs> tornado chasing <laughs> with a machine oh my god put a machine on the back of a van yeah let's go yeah wizard of oz yeah climate exactly cli-fi climate fiction very hard cli-fi <laughs> wizard of oz um yeah, I mean, this is what I mean. Like, what? Cloud with a chance of meatballs? Cli-fi? What do you reckon? Yes. Yeah. No, like, this is what I'm saying. Cli-fi is a genre, not just stuff slightly related to weather. No, it is. Not. It, 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 climate fiction is cloud <laughs> with a chance of meatballs. All right. Well, with that... It's having... With that said, as cloudy... Fiction. With the, at the centre of our black... We've got a whiteboard up here in the corner of the room. Yeah. And, um, in the corner of the studio. And uh, now I'm putting cloud... I'm wiping the whole rest of the, what we had up for, for Cli-fi off. Mm. And I'm just going to put... Cloudy with a chance of meatballs at the very centre, circle it a few times, mm. and then we can go off from there. And with that, I think we should get into um, some honourable mentions. Yes. Hello, just want to say thank you for listening to the Lives of Pitch deleted scenes. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, maybe consider sharing it with your friends on social media, by word of mouth, anywhere really. Maybe put it onto a, a thumb drive and just throw it at someone. And maybe even reviewing it on wherever you got it. If you find it somewhere on iTunes or Acast or wherever, maybe review it there. Five stars, thumbs up, give everyone the heads up. Like I said before, thank you. Cheers. Right. Bye. Bye.